Sunbasket delivers delicious meal kits right to your door, making healthy cooking easy and convenient for any busy lifestyle. Sunbasket makes it easy and convenient to cook healthy, delicious meals at home, no matter how much experience you have in the kitchen. They have 18 healthy options to choose from every week, including paleo, gluten-free, lean and clean, and vegan. Think about that. 18 options. I'm sure a lot of you guys right now are going, wow, man, that's uh, that's amazing. Any way you're eating out there, they're trying to accommodate it. What a cool thing. Sunbasket works with the best farms and suppliers to bring you fresh organic produce and responsibly raised meats and seafood. Each recipe features organic produce and clean ingredients and tastes like a restaurant dinner on a fancy night out. And the best part, it's quick and easy. With Sunbasket, everything's delivered with 30-minute recipes, ready to whip up anytime. No grocery shopping required. I've used it. I like it. Certain things I'm not eating right now. There's certain things I'm cutting out to see if it helps my digestion. I'm still able to get these meal kits delivered to my door where they're so easy to use. They taste delicious. And what a great thing that Sunbasket's able to really accommodate everyone. Well done, Sunbasket. Go to sunbasket.com slash beautiful today to learn more and get $35 off your first order. That's sunbasket.com slash beautiful. You get 35 bucks off sunbasket.com slash beautiful. Hey, listeners. I want to tell you about a podcast you might like called The Hilarious World of Depression. As everyone can see, there's some crossover in the Venn diagram of my work and theirs. You're going to like it. In each episode, John Moe talks to some of the top names in entertainment about their personal experiences with mental health issues in an honest and surprisingly funny way. This season, he talks to Andrew Zimmern from the Travel Channel, Scott Thompson from Kids in the Hall, Open Mike Eagle, you've seen a few times on the Chris Gethard Show, many others. I think I'm recording an episode soon. I think I'm on my way. It's funny. It's moving. It even won a Webby Award for Best Comedy Podcast. Subscribe to the hilarious world of depression wherever you listen to podcasts. Hello, Montreal, Canada. It's Beautiful Anonymous. One hour, one phone call, no names, no holds barred. Hello everybody, Chris Gethard here, welcoming you to a new episode of Beautiful Anonymous. And I'll tell you, this week's is a pretty fascinating situation. We're kind of in a situation that we've never run into before. I'll talk more about that in a second. Let me just get some of the... uh, I'm going to lift the other way. I am currently on tour. I'm going out every weekend. Thank you to everybody who came out to Minneapolis. Acme Comedy. So nice to meet you all. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This weekend, August 24th, August 25th, I'm in Salt Lake City. Wise Guys Comedy Club. Never been there. I've never performed in Utah. Even one time. I cannot. Please come out. Tell your friends. It's going to be so cool to meet people in Utah. That's what the cool, That's the coolest part of my job. I've never been to Utah. I'm going to do some work in Utah. I'm in Austin after that. Our London shows, I'll tell you guys, I'm doing stand-up in, in London. Uh, the early show sold out. Late one, a handful of tickets left. Podcast taping. Beautiful anonymous taping in London, September 14th. Almost sold out. Last time I checked, there were only like 40 or 50 seats left. So go get that. And we're doing another live taping on September 28th in Toronto. And I'm doing stand-up in Toronto as well. Those are both on September 28th. That's the tour schedule. 
I will see you guys out there. Wanted to make sure the Londoners know that those shows are close to selling out. Wanted to make sure that everybody in Salt Lake City knows that I'm about to be there this weekend. So come on by. Also want to let you guys know, chrisketh.com. I've redone the whole thing. That's where you can go for the ticket links on that. I just launched a new version of the website. And there's some uh, incentives to order my new book there, including some for Beautiful Anonymous fans specifically. There's info on how you can order a copy of the book and uh, send me proof of purchase and you'll get an outgoing voicemail message that I recorded for you. Or if you order multiple copies of the book, you can get a two-minute phone call where I just call you. And that's real. Look into it. But I don't want anybody ordering five copies of the book just for that. If you're giving them out anyway or you're teaming up with people, that's great. But don't, you guys know me. I feel too guilty to have anybody order five copies of the book just to talk to me for two minutes. That's bad salesmanship. Harper One will be mad at me for that. But it's true. It's true. You find a good reason. And, oh, I just recorded the audio book. You guys are going to love it. I'll tell you more about that in the coming weeks. The auto book is me this time, not some random dude like my last book. I still don't know what that was all about. Okay. Last week's episode. That, uh, what did we call it? Postal, postal bitch. What was the major postal bitch? Thank you so much. We just had Jared and Harry in unison going, major postal bitch from the other side of, I, 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 what a, what a pleasant, what a fun one. A lot, a lot of people. It's funny. It's funny. A lot of people were, uh, um, on the Facebook group, Beautiful Anonymous, the community. Join that right away. Very nice discussions that happen there all the time. Interesting ones, thoughtful ones. A lot of people there said, "This per- I would like to be friends with this person. A lot of people saying to me, hey, Gethard, maybe you should have um, asked a little bit more follow-ups on the, uh, on the uh, fighting and domestic abuse instead of just being like, this guy's the best, this guy's a character, and maybe there's some truth to that. But I tell you, one thing I think uh, I, I've really um, come to embrace about this show is that I try not to judge and I try to set that tone. And I'm happy to discuss it after the fact. And I'm happy to also, even sometimes, sometimes people say stuff like that. And I actually agree with the opinions. But I'm, I feel like as the host, it's not necessarily my job to uh, shut the person down or put the screws to them. Unless it really uh, unless it really hits me personally. Which sometimes it does. Anyway, this week's episode, like I said, fascinating. We've never recorded an episode and then had something in the world change so profoundly before we could release it. It's uh, our live taping from Montreal. We did a live taping up at Just for Laughs and the crowd was so great. It was so nice to meet all you guys. Anybody who was there live has probably been stunned and is probably thinking about this call. This was a student who was studying in Canada telling us what it was like to be Saudi Arabian and told us that there is a a bit of a culture where um, many students from Saudi Arabia study at Canadian universities told us, you'll hear in the call, a very strong person who tells us what it's like to be um, Saudi Arabian in Canada, what it's like to wear traditional garb in a Western country, what it's like to be female in Saudi Arabia. A lot of the things that you know are so fascinating to hear, and this caller was so open, so honest, so full of joy, so full of charm. Beautiful person, beautiful call. Now, in the meantime, since we recorded this, you may have read that there's been a a diplomatic spat between those two countries where specifically the Saudi Arabian government has told students studying in Canada that they have to return home. Um, my understanding from, from what I've read is that um, Canadian students have to return to the kingdom within one month, that they have to leave their studies behind. So this absolutely and profoundly affects this caller, but it's happened in the time since. 
So I don't know what to say about that. I just want to put out there that before we release this call, I am aware of this situation. It happened a couple short weeks after we recorded it. It's going to flavor how we all listen to this call. And we're going to have to follow up someday. I think it's a fair time to mention. I haven't mentioned this explicitly. And we're going to be doing a series of follow-up calls with some of your favorite callers from over the years. It's going to be coming out on Stitcher Premium in the next few months. We're going to hear from a lot of people who, who, who we've been wondering about since our original calls with them. And I think we absolutely have to call, follow up with this caller someday. Anyway, this call is really great for what it is and also has a head-spinning layer considering recent news. Enjoy it. Thank you for calling Beautiful Anonymous. A beeping noise will indicate when you are on the show with the host. Hello, do we have a caller on the line? Hello. Hi. How are you? Uh, I'm actually talking to you. Hi. Hi. It's nice to see you. How are you? I'm pretty good. (laughs) What's that? Nice to hear your voice. Yeah, it's nice to hear your voice, too. It's nice to have Welcome someone to so excited. Great to I am talk. very excited. I've tried so many times to talk to you, but finally I got through this time. Well, look at that. That's awful nice. I'm happy <laughs> to have you. Just so you know, I think Jared may have prepped you. Um, this is a live show, so there's people here. You're going to hear their reactions, but they're all oh. very nice, and they're all very supportive, okay. right? There you go. Hello. <laughs> We're here in Montreal, and uh, they might be tweeting some questions for me, so I might at times say, hey, here's what the audience is asking, but otherwise, it's just a regular call. It's just me and you talking, nothing to stress about. Oh, okay. Sure. All right. So what's so up? how do you like it in Montreal? How am I liking Montreal? I'm enjoying it greatly. I just ate some uh, veggie poutine. It was quite good. Um, I liked nice. it. I will say it's a very hot day, and I went and walked around Old Montreal today, which is beautiful. Walked by the river. It's, it's a great way to spend the day, but it's very hot, and I put sunscreen on, and then I sweat. And then this, this doesn't sw- help. No, it doesn't. And then what happens to me is that the sweat and the sunscreen gets in my hair, and it frizzes out, and I'm oh. so self-conscious about my hair right now, being in front of these people. <laughs> That's where I'm at. How are you? I'm really good. I'm just... I got out of off the bus so I can talk to you. Mm-hmm. Um, I was at the library. Um, writing my thesis right now. I'm a PhD student here in Toronto. And I'm um, originally from Saudi Arabia. And I've been living in Canada for the past 11 years. Ooh. And by the end of the year, I'm heading back home. And you said so, you're from, I want to make sure I heard correctly, Southern India? No, Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia, very different. I'm so glad I clarified. Yeah. Saudi Arabia. I'm very glad. Yeah. Wow. So you've been here 11 years. That's, yeah, it's been a while. That's very. That's two very different cultures and lifestyles. Oh, definitely, definitely. So are, yeah. Are you excited to go back? I have mixed feelings. I mean, I am excited. To go back with all of the changes happening right now there. Uh, at the same time, I've got gotten used to living here, and um, just the values here in Canada is a bit different. So it's going to be a tough um, transition for sure. Yeah, I, I mean, I've heard about the changes. It's sort of, I, I think, pretty 
it was like worldwide news. Um, Saudi Arabia recently passed a law that allows women to drive, I believe. Yeah, we can finally. Although, yeah, it sounds ridiculous, but yep, we could finally drive there. Yeah, I mean, that's cool. <laughs> Thank you. It's interesting, though, because, like you say, you're excited for the changes, but I, I will say from the perspective of an American, and I imagine Canadians as well, like, those are exciting changes, but also um, yeah. it, the bar is not set so high in, 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 <laughs> in terms of that. Yeah, for sure. I know. I understand that. But, you know, it, we can always, uh, it's somewhere to start, you know? Yeah. Um, and hopefully more, like, even so, my my family are still there, and uh, whenever I talk to them, I ask them if they see women driving around, and they say they rarely see any women actually driving there. Um, mainly is because people are used to having drivers driving you around. So why, since they can afford it, why bother really driving? Um, but I think it's more of a symbol rather than the action itself that people have to actually think about. Um, and what driving means as a way for women to actually being responsible, seeing, seeing themselves as equal member of society rather than being told what to do and what not to do. So that's a start, I guess. And hopefully more changes will come along. Now, here's a question, because about those changes, I just heard something recently that I... I <laughs> I found uh, unbelievable to the degree that I was like, I wonder if this is just like a Western stereotype that I'm hearing. Is it true that men are the head of the household in Saudi Arabia to the degree that if, if a, a woman, if, if a couple has a child and the, and the husband passes away, that that child becomes in charge of the household, even if he's like five? Is that true? I can't say yes, because it depends on the family, first of all. Yeah, it is the case in some families, but it's not necessarily the norm. Um, but I know a lot of other families, actually, the woman is the one running the house rather than the man. And there are other families where both are equal. Yeah. So, I mean, unfortunately, some of the the laws um, mandated by the government um, makes it seem that the men are more like what you described as the head of the house. And then you have what's called the guardianship law, where uh, any male of the family is the, the person responsible for all the women in that family. If they could either prevent them from um, getting married or getting a degree or working and so on. Wow. Wow. So it's not, it's but not, I, what I said again, is, it's not, the, it's not the norm. It's not the norm. Lot, it, it's it, like, it, it, it kind of, when you hear this, it, it, it paints Saudi men as these evil controlling people. Right. Even though no, a lot of them actually very caring, very supportive of their uh, wives, sisters, mothers, and so on. Yeah. Um, it's it's a very you need to be there and live with people and see how they navigate these um, laws or these more it's more of a cultural 
thing rather than um, a government thing. It's changing as the culture changes. Right, right. Well, that's good to hear. That's good to hear that. It, it, it is a funny thing that I, I, I learn more and more the older I get, where it's like you hear, you hear these little um, like bullet points about other cultures, and you're like, oh, I, that's that whole culture. I'm gonna, I've never been there. I yeah. haven't met too many people from there, but I heard this one thing. I'm not going to do any research into the validity of it and decide how yeah. I feel about an entire nation full of people. That's a, it's a good thing to remember that we got to maybe look past that. I did, I will say when I heard it, I was like, man, that's like, that's crazy. Like can a little kid, like if a mom is like, you need to eat your vegetables. He's like, you eat my vegetables. And then like, she's like, I guess I have to eat the fucking vegetables. I'm full of vegetables. I want candy for dinner. And she's like, gummy bears or Kit Kats. Which one? That was in my mind, that vision. Yeah, so it's not like that. It's not. And then if she's like, I'm not eating your vegetables, he's like, I'll call the police right now. (laughs) She's like, have some candy. (laughs) Even with with these kind of laws, women and especially moms are very, um, in very, people hold them in very high regard. Yes. Uh, Whether men or women, it's way more than the Western culture. Like whatever your mom says is, like what God says, basically. Yeah. So people hold their parents in very, very high regard. Um, so you wouldn't see a child or a, uh, a man. Well, it happens. I'm not going to say it, it doesn't happen, but it's not the norm that they would abuse the law against their moms, for example. Right, right. Well, that's, that's very reassuring to hear. I'm yeah, glad to hear. A lot hear. of people talk about... Saudi women, but no one really talks to Saudi women. Yeah, and you know what? It's my I give my wife so much credit. I was always very scared of international travel growing up. I didn't like flying. I felt very like nervous about going places with other types of money and and transportation and languages. I was very very nervous and closed off. But Hallie loves it. So now I've started going places like places that are very very different from my culture. And it is like you say, like no matter what you hear about other people and how other people are living and all the things you hear about how. Uh, that seems so outlandish to you where you're from. It's like you get around people where they're from and it's like they just want to like hang out with the people they love and have a drink and have a laugh. And that's just true about everyone everywhere. And it's kind of astounding true. that we yeah. insist it's to just, not recognize that. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's, 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 it's a different lifestyle, but still we all want the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Across the world. So up top, did you say, did you come to Canada to study? I, I, I'm not sure if you said what brought yeah. him here. Yeah. Yeah, so I came here, started my undergrad, mm-hmm. and then went into my, did my master's, and now I'm doing my PhD. And this is all funded by the Saudi government. Wow. Um, so that's another, so change started more than 11 or 12 years ago when a lot of students have been, or a lot of people my age have been sent abroad to study. And this, when people are coming back, this is where they're bringing what they learned in different cultures back to Saudi Arabia. And this is what's kind of pushing the change. That's pretty cool. You get a free ride from the government. That's not bad at all. It's a very good deal. And uh, I'm going back hopefully for, not hopefully, I have a job back home lined up for me. So 
It's a very sweet deal. What's your PhD in? I'm doing it in neurobiology. Neurobiology. I'm not yeah. qualified to talk to you about anything. <laughs> you've been, you've been my, um, what's the word? So bear with me because my first language is not English and I might have a little bit of an accent that makes it hard for you to understand, but no, it's, I'm you're fine. doing great. You're doing great. Um, you've been in my ears for hours and hours while I'm slicing, um, rat brains. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Did you say rat brains? Yes. So you listen to this show while slicing open rat brains. Yep. There's something new every call. <laughs> Haven't heard that. Actually, I've heard some. There was one call from another person who slices up uh, animals yeah. for science. But, I remember that one. Yeah. Wow. So you slice up rat brains. I have a lot of questions. Yep. What direction do I even go in? <laughs> uh, okay. Sorry. First question. Is there, um, what, is the, what is the focus? Like, what are you trying to get out of this? What, is the, what are you hoping to bring so, back to your, to your home? Um, so my, my, my research is on how effects uh, during um, gestation or during pregnancy affect the, the offspring later on life. So I'm studying how maternal obesity can actually affect the brain and behavior of the offspring later on. And I'm studying that in rats. That's cool. <laughs> you, you have questions? I mean, I, that's so out of my range of ability to comment on the, what am I, what do I, what do I say to that? What do I say to that? I'm like, oh, I've been uh, watching more pro wrestling lately. Recently read a good no. multiple man comic book. Like, what do I say? I don't know what to say. So you're studying gestational, the effects of ge like just uh, the mother's habits during a gestational period. And what is that? What, what, what is the actual practical application that this will be put towards? So we're looking, so there are some studies in human, like during when the mom is exposed to stress or different environmental factors during pregnancy that affects uh, later on her children mm -hmm. behavior or physiology or mental health, mental health in adulthood or even during uh, childhood. So one of the stresses we're using is obesity as a physiological stress and that affects how we, we show that um, animals, when they're adults, they're more prone to stress and they show higher anxiety behavior yeah. when they're adults, when their mom were obese during pregnancy. This is badass. This is badass. <laughs> I like hearing what you're showing and I like hearing what you're discovering and it sounds like it's very useful and it sounds like it's very eye-opening. What job? What yeah. job do you get with that? <laughs> Are you going to continue so, to be in the? This is more basic science. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so I'm going back home to teach at a university. Right, right. Uh, um, so the application later on, you can try to use intervention methods to try to prevent these outcome later on. Yeah. In 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 the offspring. That's cool. Uh, Kudos to you. Well, thank you. Yeah. 
Yeah, and with that, it's a lot of brain slicing, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I got a good gig, too. I got a new, uh, I got a new joke about my friend from high school who had sex with his couch, so... Uh, We're all doing good work. We're all doing good work. We're all changing lives. We're all changing lives. I think that that joke is really going to help babies as well. Okay, I'm going to ask you a question. I apologize. I I hope it's not offensive. I just want to know in my in my mind. Um, As far as your day to day life in Canada, do you wear Mm -hmm. um, do you wear any any garb traditional to Saudi Arabia? So I wear the, the, the headscarf. You wear a headscarf. Yeah. Now, coming to the West, wearing a headscarf, I am sure, I'm sure that you have dealt with some stuff. So here in Canada, I, I did not feel out of place. People are very respectful, very, very understanding, very inclusive, and I love that about Canada. Kudos I'm to gonna... you, Canada. Look at that. Yes. <laughs> you ever take um, any weekend trips down to America? Yes, I have. How and are we doing? Let me tell you, uh, it doesn't feel the same. <laughs> it is really that bad people, now, huh? People stare. Like I went when I went to New York, it wasn't that bad. But I went to Florida. I went to um, Washington, and it was a different story there. Oh but, no! All of our Floridian listeners just heard that I was unable to stifle a giggle. <laughs> I went to Florida. Yeah. Yeah, so, but it's okay. It's not. I will, say, it's, I will say it's gracious of you to say that, and I'm glad to hear that you're, 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 and you saying you're okay, you're also saying you're strong enough to handle it, you're thick-skinned, and that you can roll with it. But I will also just say from my end as an American, that's not okay, and uh, I wish that wasn't happening. Also, when, when, when you... Here's the thing about you. When you meet someone who, who judges you based on what you're wearing, judges you based on your appearance, you must be in your head like, motherfucker, I promise you I am 1,000 times more intelligent than you are. 1,000 times. This is not even a contest. You must be looking at that person and going, your obesity is going to affect your kids. I know, I know all the fuck. <laughs> Keep eating the Twinkies, motherfucker. I'm studying. The, I cut open rat brains, and I know what's going to happen to you. It, it, it's easy to fall into that, but a lot of the time I try to keep uh, an open mind, and like if they stay, I'll smile at them, and a lot of them won't smile, but some of them will smile back, and maybe that would open. I'm one of these maybe weirdos on a, on a, on a train on a, or a bus, who would open up a random conversation with people. And a lot of the time, over and over again, even though we look different or from different backgrounds, a lot of the time we end up sharing very um, similar experiences and a lot of similar values. And that, that's, that's amazing every time that happens. That's cool. So no matter how you look or where you're from, at the end of the day, we all share something. I think that's beautiful. I will also tell you, I'm very impressed that you can open up conversations in public. For a guy who has made his entire career speaking in public <laughs> and talking to people, I'm horrible at having actual human conversations in life. Um, there's, there's a bunch of questions coming. You know me coming. very well right now. What's that? You don't know me. 
you don't know me, but you're doing very well. You're Thank talking you so to much. a random stranger in front of, I don't know how many people out there, but hundreds of people. It is sad how often this podcast turns into the people who, calling it, who call it giving me a pep talk. That is not, I don't love that. I don't, I don't love that. Oh, some questions coming in from our audience here. They're, they're sending them to yeah. me. I can see them on my computer. Um, someone asks a, a question. Ronnie asks a question that I find very interesting. How on earth do you make the rats obese? Are they treated to a life of luxury? very, it's called high fat diet. It's a diet has 60% of its nutrition coming from fat. So they get really shuppy and they're very cute when they're shuppy. <laughs> Let's go ahead and pause right there because I think we all like having the image of a cute chubby rat in our head. Everybody just shut your eyes. Think about a cute, chubby little rat. You know what else you should think about? Using the promo codes in the following advertisements. It really helps the show when you do. We'll be right back. Have you ever thought about the story behind your clothes? What's in them? Where, where, where did those come from? Who made them? Packed Apparel is an eco-conscious clothing company that believes everyone should know what goes into their clothes because it's what's within that truly matters. Their story starts with 100% organic cotton and other sustainable materials used to make super soft clothes you'll want to live in. Packed partners with fair trade certified factories where workers are protected and treated fairly and they don't believe that you should have to pay more just because things are organic. Tees are just 15 bucks. Leggings, 30 bucks. Undies, 9 bucks. $9 underwear. That's a steal right there. It's a great story from head to toe. And look, I got some of their clothes. It's nice stuff. Simple as that. Okay? It's, it's well-made stuff. And then it also has a lot of responsibility behind it. What is there to argue with here? Head to wearpacked.com to outfit what's within you. And enter the code BEAUTIFUL at checkout for 25% of your first order. That's W-E-A-R-P-A-C-T dot com and the code BEAUTIFUL to save 25%. Using thousands of real women's measurements, Third Love designs its bras with breast size and shape in mind so that they fit impeccably and feel even better. And now, since adding 24 new sizes, Third Love offers the most options of any brand, a total of 70 sizes. Now, many of our listeners who are people who wear bras might be going, Chris Gethard, you don't wear a bra. Who are you to speak to this? Well, luckily, my lovely wife, Hallie, has worn Third Love bras and has really enjoyed the experience. Find your fit in 60 seconds online, order, and try on at home with Third Love's Fit Finder Quiz. It's actually fun. It takes less than a minute. No more awkward fitting room experiences. It's hands down the most comfortable bra you'll own. From premium, ultra-soft smoothing fabrics to expert design features like straps that don't slip, the details make the difference. The labels are even tagless, so they're not itchy. And because Third Love guarantees a perfect fit, returns and exchanges are free and easy. I'll tell you, my wife got hers, and right away she was like, wow, that was cool to actually have the... They're asking for my input. And then it comes, she's like, wow, it's nice. I like the detailing on the straps. A lot of thought put into this. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they're offering my listeners 15% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash beautiful now to find your perfect fitting bra. Get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash beautiful for 15% off today. My wife loves hers. She loved the customer service that went into it. What's not to love? Thanks to all of our advertisers. Now let's get back to the phone call. How 
on earth do you make the rats obese? Are they treated to a life of luxury? <laughs> we feed them very, it's called high-fat diet. So diet has 60% of its nutrition coming from fat. So they get really shuppy and they're very cute when they're shuppy. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, so I will also say here, um, someone named Miranda I'm, I'm walking around on stage in front of all these people as I do this. Miranda is saying, I am getting nervous that Chris is going to get tangled up in the mic cord. I will be very careful to reassure Miranda that that doesn't happen. Um, a few people are asking what the specific uh, focus of your thesis is. Oh, wow. Uh, how specific do you want me to be? I mean, I have a feeling that could take up the bulk of the rest of this hour. So maybe just a few yep. bullet points. So I'm looking at like dif different outcomes. So I'm looking at behavior. I'm looking at the physiology by measuring their um, stress hormone, cortisol in human, and it's, um, it has a different name in animals. Um, I'm also looking at different genes that actually mediate that stress response in different brain areas. Okay, that's enough. That's I can't. Okay. I can't. Okay. I can't. You ever? Do you get how how quickly do you do you ever get desensitized to working with the rats, animal wise? Uh, mm, it took me about a week, and then I'm fine working with them. They're, they're, rat. Okay, so rats com, rats compared to mice are much uh, friendlier. They know you. Um, once, as soon as I walk into the room, they'll, they'll stand on their hind, hind, hind uh, uh, legs and they'll sniff and try to catch your attention. Mice wow. are kind of jerks. No matter so how. So we've learned that today. <laughs> Mice are jerks. Rats want to hang out. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Wow. As a New Yorker, I have to say, I don't trust rats at all. I, I was. Uh, yeah. I was on the subway the other day. I was waiting on a subway platform about a week ago, and I could see the other subway platform across from me, and there was this dude sitting on a bench. He was by himself, and there was a giant rat, giant rat oh, walking towards him. There was no one on this end of the station, and he was the first one. He was on a bench, and the rat walked and stood in front of the bench and then just sat there as if it was also waiting for the train. <laughs> and then the dude, he was also a jaded New Yorker, so he just kind of looked at the rat and nodded, and then he just kept waiting for the train. And I was like, I need to move. I have to move. I can't live here much longer. This is insane. <laughs> That's amazing. So what are the things you're going to miss most about Canada? Um, my friends, for sure. I made a lot of good friends. I consider family. Um, I, uh, I can't. So I'm from Saudi Arabia, and it's a desert there. We don't have much green. And every season here, no matter, it's been 11 years, no matter how many years, I'm always at awe in, during the fall and early spring, or early summer, sorry. The colors of the trees are, I can't, I don't have words. It's amazing. This is one of the things I'm really going to miss. The trees. Sure when I go back. You mean the things we all in this room take for granted every single day? <laughs> yep. Yeah, I don't know how you guys do it <laughs> every year. Wow. <laughs> Especially, maybe because I, I know that I'm going back and I'm not going to have this for the rest of my life. So, yeah. Maybe that's. So, the people and the trees. That's what you'll miss the most. That's a beautiful answer. You're going to miss those Toronto winters? 
Well, as I used to be in Ottawa, and Ottawa winter was way worse than Toronto. So when I moved here and whenever there's like a teeny tiny snowstorm, people are not going to work or not going to school. I'm like, come on. This is like almost every day in Ottawa during winter. People just keep on going with their life and it's not a big deal. Actually, in Montreal one year, I was really amused and amazed by this. It was some, I can't remember, it was New Year's or something. And there was a, um, a snowstorm, but that did not stop people from going out, watching the fireworks. These, the, all of the parking spots downtown were like full with snow. People had their shovels, shoveled their parking spots parked, and they went and watched the fireworks. So <laughs> that was one of the moments that I really enjoyed. Look at that. I will let you know, you started to mention Ottawa and a bunch of people started to go, woo, and then you were like, those winters suck, and they all went silent at the same exact time. They all realized, oh, this is a criticism. We should, we should hear, hear this out first. No, no, I love Ottawa. Whoa, Ottawa. <laughs> Buttering up the crowd. I love it. I love it. I would love if you just started giving shout-outs to every province just to see if you could milk the crowd. If you're like, you know who I really love? The Newfies, man. The Newfies. Is that a derogatory term, Newfie, by the way? It has, it's so, a bunch of people yelled no, and then someone from, I assume, Newfoundland was like, yes. I understand it's something like the New Jersey of uh, the derided place. Um, you're a really interesting person. You're really, so I asked you what you'll miss most Thank about you. Canada, um, and we talked a little bit. I mean, you, you mentioned you're excited to go back to Saudi Arabia uh, in the midst of a lot of changes and reforms. Are there any specific things? I would imagine seeing your family is, uh, is, uh, is going to... Oh, yeah. 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 For That's sure, my family. Uh, we're, very, uh, we're five kids, but also back home family is not just the immediate family. It's your extended family. Yeah. So I have a lot of cousins, more than over 20 cousins or so, and we're pretty close, too. You are. Um, so, yeah, and we meet almost every weekend, and so this is something I really miss. But at the same time, with that comes a lot of, a lot of uh, expectations and anxiety. Um, one, okay, I'm going to laugh at this. One of the big things, so I'm, I'm 30, turning 31, and um, every time I talk to my grandma or my aunt, they are, or no, actually, they keep sending me these WhatsApp messages with pictures of random dudes asking me, what do you, do you like him? They're trying to set me up. Your grandma. Oh, my, yeah, my grandma and my aunt. So my grandma doesn't use WhatsApp, so it's through my, like, a couple of my aunts that they do that. <laughs> So your aunts are trying to hook you up. Uh, yep. <laughs> Anybody jumping out or are you just like, hey, just chill. Let me get back. Uh, no, I'm not really excited. The last guy, they sent me a photo of he's 14 years older than me. Wow. So it's not, that's not something I'm looking forward to. <laughs> yeah. You're not looking to swipe right on these photos your aunts are sending you. You're Definitely swiping not. left on all of these. Wow. So is that, do you feel like there's going to be a barrage of this? You feel like as soon as you get back? Because here's, yeah. here's a question I have. Um, as far as your siblings and your cousins go, your generation, and you say you're very close with all your cousins, 
are, are a lot of them uh, traveling in the way you are? Or a lot of them sort of being sent off towards, I mean, you're very accomplished at this point. Uh, yeah, all of my siblings are the same thing. So uh, we all we, we were all here in Canada. We did our degrees here. Some of us went back. Some of us, one of my brothers in Korea, and so on. Uh, some of my cousins are actually uh, also have been abroad studying as well. Um, my family, my growing up, school was always number one. My mom is my mom has a PhD and she teaches back home at one of the universities. All of my aunts actually have um, PhDs or MDs. So I come for, from a family where like education so every, is number one. <laughs> every member <laughs> of your family has or is getting a PhD. Yep. <laughs> yeah. What is going on with you? <laughs> so when people say, talk it's about Saudi women, a lot of us are very highly educated. Um, and one example is women in my family. So it's, it was never an op- so it was never an option for me not to pursue high, higher education. Um, and it wasn't it wasn't a case that my purpose uh, in life is to get married, which is you hear a lot back home that a lot of women that as soon as they're 20 or 19 or so on, they are starting to uh, get married and, and not can pursue education. But that was never the case. Yeah. It was always school first, career first, and then everything else. So you come... So I'm, I'm lucky in that regard. You, it, it, is, it is fair to say that from my perspective, as someone who barely got a bachelor's degree from a state school, you come from a family of geniuses. <laughs> I'm not geniuses, but hardworking people. Hard, hardworking people who are neurobiologists, <laughs> which I call the genius. Okay, thank you. Your whole family. Wow. Wow. I have to say, Americans, we are so... so when I say whole family, it's women in my family. Men, not all of them had high, high, high degrees. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you know, we, we do these surveys for this podcast and... We get demographic information, and I was really proud. 70% of our listeners are women, and man, did it just show in that, in that reaction right there. So, yeah, most of those men are slackers who top out at master's degrees, huh? Uh, no, no. Some of them, they have diplomas, or, or one of my uncles, he has only a high school degree. Uh-huh. Uh, others, they have, they have, I think... Uh, all of the others, they have actually a, a university degree. That's but the hilarious. women are more educated than men, I would say. So every time you're reading one of these Western news outlets that's like Saudi Arabia, this male-dominated culture where <laughs> women are suppressed, you're just sitting there with a quiet smirk on your face like, uh, eh, not yeah. so much. My family dinner table, the men are largely quiet and respectful of the much smarter people. Yeah. 
accurate. <laughs> I love it. I was going to say, too, here's the thing that's blowing my mind, is in America, we're like, we think specifically of the, of the Arab world and of Saudi Arabia. We're like, so close-minded, man. We're the land of freedom. Meanwhile, your government has funded your entire family's PhD research, is bringing you all back to therefore teach in Saudi Arabia to enrich the entire culture of education there. Our education culture in America is like, hey, it's going to cost you $100,000 a year. Uh, it's on you to pay back the loans. You're going to start your young life. You're going to be 22 years old. You're going to be drowning in six figures of debt. Good fucking luck. You yeah. don't get health insurance. And we yeah. call you guys the closed-minded ones. I mean, there are positives and negatives in every culture. You are one of so the most these- gracious people I've spoken to on this show. <laughs> you are so gracious. I love it. I love it. Hold on. I love that you came to Canada, too, because I do feel like every, t- every time I made a joke like, about this last night, I was like, man, there's this thing that gets said internationally a little bit, which people say, like, oh, Canadians, they're like basically Americans, which I imagine is like very <laughs> irritating to Canadians. I feel like it, Canadians are like, oh, just stop saying that. Yeah. Like, I get what you're going for. Irritating through. to me, even though I'm not Canadian. Yeah. But I do, I feel like if I you think, said Americans yeah. are basically Canadians, Canadians would be like, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. No, we're not crossing that line both ways. We're not crossing that line both ways. And I feel like you get to, I love that you came to a place that you are saying is much less ignorant, but you can just look south and see it all and laugh at us. And I think you deserve to. I think that's great. That's great. Let's go back. So one example, one example, I want to share this. One example of how Canada and the States are a bit different. So uh, I, I guess everyone have heard about the shooting that happened here in, in, in Toronto, that unfortunate uh, incident. And most of the time, I don't know, at least as a Muslim, whenever an incident happens, I always hold my breath and I hope the guy is not Muslim. Yeah. And so this time the guy has, I don't know, they never, so this is one of the good things. The media here never <clears throat> mentioned the guy's um, uh, religion, religious background or his uh, ethnicity, even though his name sounds of um, a Middle Eastern or a Muslim background. But here the media did, did not um, jump into conclusions or anything. While unfortunately, a lot of the time in the States, the media would jump into conclusion based on just trivial information about the person who committed that awful act. And it's so this is one of the highlights that I was like, yes, Canada. Look at that. That's awesome. Once again, kudos to you, Canada. Uh, A a more fair media. I will say too, it's, it's, even even when it when, even when it's white dudes, I go nuts because I've spoken so much about mental health. And if you read, and it's I think it's so clearly funded by press releases from the NRA. I'm so convinced. When, even when it's a white dude who does one of those incidents, you read these articles, and one of the first things out of the gate, this person's on. Th- they were in therapy. Here's the antidepressants they were taking. This is about how they were crazy, not how they had a gun. And it's so insane to me that. That becomes the dialogue. The idea, like, the idea that because I take antidepressants, I'm more apt to be crazy when I am actively trying less to be crazy. 
the fact that the media twists that immediately to like, hey, this guy was on fucking Zoloft. That must have been it. It's like, no. Yeah. That means that, I promise you, the saddest person on the day he did that was his psychiatrist who couldn't stop the tidal well, wave yeah. of whatever that was. Of course. Pisses me yeah. off in my own way, although you have to deal with so much more than I have. I want to ask some more questions from our audience, uh, if that's okay. Yep. First of all, someone has called me out on something that is very fair. Someone has said, uh, Michelle has said, hey, ignorance towards people of color is never, ever, ever okay, but also you don't need to shame the obese with your Twinkies joke, Gethard. Fair, fair. <laughs> a very fair criticism. We can... Uh, the Facebook group doesn't even need to mention that one. It's already been told mid-call. Totally fair. Someone pointing out that your family dinners must be intense. I love that. Someone pointing out that you're two different people, Hayden and Isabella, saying that your grandmother and aunts are your own personal Tinder. I like that. And Jen saying, if you can survive an Ottawa winter, you can survive anything. I like that. Now here's Susan. Susan has a question. So you brought up your dating life. This is a focus of your family. Susan asked, um, what do you think about Canadian men? Uh, <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I'm more attracted to Middle Eastern guys. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I did have a crush actually on a Canadian guy, but um, we, were, we just ended up being friends, so... I love that. <laughs> Susan really threw you a curveball. You did not. That's the first question where you're like, uh, I don't know if we want. I love that you've talked about cutting open rat brains. No problem. You've talked about the ignorance you face in Florida. No problem. What do you think of Canadian men? And you immediately went, this is being broadcast to a room of Canadian men. Uh, I don't want to say this. I don't want to say this. Well, I find, and one of my very good friends, he's Canadian, uh, he's told me that a lot of uh, Canadian guys, I'm, I'm talking non, so Canadian non-Middle Eastern, they are afraid of the headscarf. So they wouldn't approach a woman if, they, if she has a headscarf on. I don't know if that's true or not, but this is according to him. Wow. Wow. What, what you, uh, okay, as, a, as an American white, male, would you approach a, a scarfed lady? Well, as a married American white male, <laughs> I would not. not <laughs> I would <You> not. <laughs> Theoretically, in a world where I was single, I will tell you, I will tell you very honestly, um, I think, I mean, I grew up in a time, the 80s and early 90s, that I think were, uh, I, I, I think back to some of the language that was used uh, in my neighborhood that you'd hear kids and even adults sometimes say, I look back and realize, man, that was so not okay. The way that, um, the, the things I remember hearing, uh, about, you know, I grew up in a very, very, very Irish Catholic neighborhood. I think, uh, the older I get, the more I realize that for as much as I love my Irish heritage, for as much as I love the humor and the goodwill and the charm of Irish American people, they maybe sometimes have a tendency to uh, kick down at some other groups. I heard some things yeah. about other races that I did not love growing up. I think about the language we used, that um, the way that the jokes that were said in my neighborhood, things that even I remember saying as a kid that used terminology that refers to homosexuals. I think all of us who grew up in the 80s and 90s are like, you watch some of these 80s movies and it's like, 
that's the joke is just saying a slur. Oh my God, why did we live that way? So I will tell you yeah. honestly that um, um, when I was growing up, I, I, I bet that I would have seen someone wearing a headscarf and I, I would have put my hands up and said, well, this, this feels, um, this feels too odd for me. But I can tell you yeah. very, very honestly that I now live in a neighborhood in Queens that I mention all the time on the show. It's called Jackson Heights. Many people have actually yeah. studied it and said it's the most diverse neighborhood in the world. I see people in headscarves all the time. And I can tell you again, as a married man who's not looking for anything beyond his <laughs> wife, that I am very happy to say I'm now at a place where I can pass people on the street in my neighborhood and go, wow, that woman is beautiful. And it doesn't matter that she's wearing a headscarf. So that's yeah, the fair answer. You. I've grown out yeah, of some first. of the ignorances, but I remember the ignorances. <laughs> we have and if you're not afraid of uh, opening a conversation and getting to know someone I think that ignorance will will disappear well that's the thing right that's the thing where the if there's anything that's being proven around 2017 2018 it's that humans tend towards tribalism and we're in a wave of it right now and people don't want to just sit oh, yeah. down and talk they don't want to you know yep. man uh, it's heartbreaking. It's yep. heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. Let's go ahead and hit the pause button right there. Because we got some ads. But I, I, I don't know, man. I like ending on that thought. And I bet a lot of the people who listen to this podcast are like, yes, you got to listen more. That's why you like this podcast. Anyway, if you like this podcast, you probably know that there are sponsors that help bring it to the world. They have promo codes. When you use them, it helps the show. Listen, enjoy. We'll be right back. Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company that lets you message a licensed therapist from anywhere at any time. How are you going to fit more stuff into your life? You got a busy life. Well, guess what? Talkspace makes it easy. As easy as sending your therapist a message. Get something off your chest whenever you need to. Talk about everyday challenges at work or at home. Chat about life. There's no extra commutes. You don't even have to leave your office. Just shut the door. Go find a side room. Nobody's going to judge you. All you need is a computer with an internet connection or the Talkspace mobile app. You can improve your mental health. Remember, therapy does not have to be a melodramatic process. I've been saying this for years. It's not. You don't have to vent your innermost thoughts. You don't have to dredge up your childhood memories. It can also just be about strategies, practical everyday things you can do to shake things up, get yourself heading towards a happier life. Having a therapist it just provides you a designated person to talk to who's trained to listen and help you make positive changes. And the Talkspace platform has over 2,000 licensed therapists who are experienced in addressing life challenges we all face. To match with a perfect therapist for a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, go to Talkspace.com beautiful and use the code beautiful to get $45 off your first month and show your support for this show. That's beautiful at Talkspace.com beautiful. Thanks again to all of our advertisers. Now it's time to finish off the phone call. And people don't want to just sit oh, yeah. down and talk. They don't want to, you know, yep. man, it's heartbreaking. It's yep. heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. For sure. You ever, have, you ever, uh, have you ever had a moment where you've opened somebody's eyes or set somebody straight who you could feel that they were judging you based on appearance and you, you managed to get through by the end and they... You could feel them having turned around? Um, yeah. Yeah, a few times. One of my actually very good friends, she's, she's from Montreal, and she, we were doing our, our um, PhD 
uh, here in Toronto together. And we had so many different point views and, uh, okay, don't get me wrong, but I know it's a full room of people from Montreal, but I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong. Is it true that maybe in Montreal people are a little bit more, I don't want to say racist, but not as accepting compared to maybe Ontario? I'm noted. <laughs> Everyone just said yes in unison. I heard some okay, rumbles okay, and whispers okay. and then a lot of people going, yes. Okay, so this is, and she's from Montreal, so we had so many different conversations about culture, religion, and few times she ended up agreeing with me and sometimes I would, yeah, I agree with her and we found a middle ground. So this is one of, I, I, oh, I love, I love like having these kind of conversations and uh, have a give and take and find middle ground between the two different worlds. So yeah, so it happened two times. That's one with her. One, okay, one, one time. Uh, I was me and my brother. We were going to um, a coffee shop here in Toronto, and there were these two older ladies. And my brother was opening the door, and he was in this awkward position, so he wouldn't. I wasn't sure if he opens the door and leave it open for the, the the elder ladies to go in. So he was like in a very awkward position. But he opened the door and he went in straight away. And this old lady, she rolled her eyes and was like, "Oh well, I guess." where women uh, falls in their culture. And that was really, really rude. Not knowing us and just, again, um, making assumptions based on our color or what I'm wearing. Uh, so when we went in, I told her, I'm sorry, but that was really actually rude for you to say because you, you don't know us and... It was a very awkward position that he wasn't able, like he didn't know what to do and he just ran in. Uh, but I am sorry that if that hurt you or 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 um, um, you didn't find it nice. But again, what you said it was it wasn't nice either. She apologized and we apologized. But yeah, that was one of the I've never I've never it's one of the rare um, moments when something like this would happen here in Canada. Well, I, to love, me at least. I love that you went up and said something. I love it. I, I got to say, that's just something that, again, from my, uh, I'm, I just know, I know how privileged I am. Like, if I drop a door on somebody, they're going to go like, ah, oh, that kid's parents didn't raise them right. Like, that's the worst it's going to go. Your brother drops a door on somebody and they say out loud, this entire, this, I don't even know what culture they're from, but their entire culture yep. treats women poorly. Jeez. Yeah. Jeez, yeah. that's a bit of a logic leap. <laughs> you know what else? Here you, you brought up Montreal and people agreed maybe it's known for being a little more closed-minded. Here's something I've learned over and over again. This is my fourth time at the Just for Last Festival of Montreal. There are certain people in Montreal who, like uh, I would say, um, two nights ago a woman approached me and asked for directions and she was speaking French. And I found a point in the uh -huh. conversation. I wasn't rude. I found a point where I was able to jump in and say, oh, I'm sorry, I, I only speak English. And she didn't say anything. She just went... <laughs> and walked off yeah. and I was like oh people straight up don't like when you don't speak French here they yeah. find it yeah. 
personally annoying to them that you've even come to this place where I know. The other thing about it, though, that, that I, I was like, whoa, because I know she speaks English, too. Everyone does. Everyone also knows English, I think. I think that's pretty universal. So it wasn't just like, you can't help me. It was like, oh, I'm, I don't even, I won't repeat it in English because I don't care to. Goodbye. Like that. I was yeah. like, man, that's, that's a lot. That's a lot. You know, we only have about, we have about 15 minutes left, just to let you know. Oh, okay. Oh, that went by very fast. Uh, Oh, here's some, a a bunch of different people are asking you, what do you do for fun? What are your hobbies? What what are your favorite TV shows, movies, music? Some people have asked, do you have any recommendations of uh, Saudi pop culture that we would, that you wanted to uh, let us know about? I think people are looking for a little bit. Maybe I'm asking too many questions about academics and, uh, and geopolitics and cultural trends. People want to know <laughs> yeah. what you jam out to. <laughs> okay, hobbies. Um, I, I, so one of the things that I'm proud of that I learned here is yoga. I, I did a six-month um, yoga teacher training, and I'm a certified yoga instructor. So I really, I really, I love yoga and I love to share it with people. And when I, when I did it, I never thought in a million years I would teach. Uh, but I ended up teaching few people and held some classes here and there. And it was awesome. Um, TV shows. Uh, lately, I've been watching actually, and um, I don't know if you guys know the show. What is the it? Canadian show. And and with an E. Okay, I'm not familiar, but I would say maybe one fifteenth of this audience is. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I'm watching it with my little sister. They're visit- my family's visiting from back home, and we're watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also okay. What, what was other question? Uh, pop culture from Saudi Arabia. Um, there. Uh, People who are from Saudi Arabia from Saudi Arabia are very sarcastic and they have very uh good sense of humor, but they're all in Arabic, so I don't know how people could relate to that and uh, nothing was jumping out of out for me to actually say. Um, so the answer is we are else? largely too ignorant. You have uh, a certain laugh. I have noticed this about you. You have a certain laugh, and you just did it, which is I will say something like that where it's like, yeah, we're too ignorant, and you have a certain laugh that I can tell is you thinking, <laughs> I would never say that, but I think it all the time. <laughs> it's happened four or five times where I'm like, oh, yeah, Florida, that's fucked up, and you do that laugh, and I can tell you're like, I was way too nice to say it, but Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so are you gonna go you're gonna go home you're gonna be like here's all the new things i've learned about neurobiology and then all the ladies in your family are gonna be like oh cool let's compare notes because we literally are all phd level scientists and then you're gonna be like wait hold on let's pause on that i'm gonna teach you all yoga so we can also become physical specimens as well and get more in touch with our third eye we are superhuman we are super people that's what I do on my Friday night. Yeah. I felt the sarcasm you just mentioned. You just mentioned the sarcasm and I could feel it. 
<laughs> yeah, what else? I don't know. I'm enjoying it. Are you, first of all, are you having fun? Are you comfortable in this conversation? Is it okay? Oh, yeah, I'm loving it. I can't believe it's almost done. Yeah, it is. I think we have, oh, about 10 minutes, 11 minutes now. I'm going to be totally honest with you guys. Jared's keeping the timer. I can't see it because I thought I set my timer for one hour and I set it for one minute. <laughs> so as soon as the call started, I was like, Jared, I, I can type to Jared on my computer and I was like, we're in trouble. <laughs> we're in trouble. He just told me we have a little less than 12 minutes. A little bit okay. less than 12 okay. minutes. Well, shout out to Jared. Yeah, Jared's the best. Passing me through. Jared's the best. <laughs> Um, Laurie asks a good question. Are there parts of Canadian culture that you'd like to see implemented back home? Uh, science. Science is a big one. Back home, they have a lot of money, but unfortunately they, they're starting to, but um, they, don't, they don't use it in science. Um, it's not not as well managed as here in in Canada to allocate it to projects and and, and funding for research. Um, this is something I think. I hope that when I go back, I can help with that. We'll see. Um, but at the same time, I don't know. If, we'll see. I don't know. Uh, what else? Respect for differences. Back home, differences something people are afraid of and. Uh, it's always whenever you're different, people would say, oh, what would people say or what would people think? Well, here people don't really care about that or don't care as much. So respecting differences and being, comf yeah, being comfortable um, with your differences. This is something people are not like that back home. Everyone try to fit in or um, not be too different. Though, that being said, it is, it is changing. It is changing. Yet another grounded, well thought out, beautiful answer. <laughs> well, I want to point out, I've now been, I've now been um, another bevy of tweets slamming me for my English. Uh, who knew? Apparently there are a lot of people who don't speak, uh, my ignorance rather. Apparently a lot of people do not speak English in Montreal. And there were a bunch of people that were like, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about, man. Like, there's a lot of people who don't speak English. He was probably just frustrated for real. Everything you do is like super smart and eloquent and promoting tolerance, peace, unification. And then every third sentence I say, people are like taking out their phones, like, oh, oh Jesus, man. No, don't, don't say that. Why? It's I the truth. You, it's 100% a fact yeah. of what happened. I've said a number of ignorant things. <laughs> and every time I do, you, you are also just, um, you are somehow a scientist who also speaks in borderline poetry. And the difference between us is really standing out to this crowd here at Montreal. Oh, thank you. That's very nice of you to say. You see? You say nice stuff. Have you ever said anything mean to anyone in your entire life? Even when that person insulted your brother, you said you marched up to their table and said, hey, that was rude. <laughs> uh, well, I guess that's maybe the Canadian part of me. <laughs> that is one of the things you've inherited in your 11 years in Canada. Although I got in two fights yesterday. 
I've never. Oh, I've been wow. here. I've been to Canada be, uh, so many times. I performed here. I, I got in two fights. I had a cab driver, and I gave him the address where I was going. He dropped me off six miles away. Six miles. <laughs> I, I don't know how many kilometers that was. Pardon my ignorance yet again. But I, I was going, sir. I'm going to four six two one Rue Notre Dame West. He's going. That's four two one. I go. I'm not going to four two one. That's four six two one. Also, you're pointing at uh, the number three nine five. What you're saying doesn't make any sense. He's going. That's four two one. I go again. It is not. And even if it was, that is where I am not going. And then. I took out my phone and I showed him. This is the address. This is the address. Four six two one. Do you see this number? Four six two one. He'd go, yeah, four six two one. And he'd go, that is not where we are. And he'd go four two one. Right, it's right there. I was like, no. And then I got in a big fight. He got out of the cab and was like, that's where you're oh, going. I was like, I'm going to a place called Arthur's Nosh. This is a random office building. This is not where I'm going. And he was throwing his hands up, and I was like, fine, whatever. Let's just move on. And then, because I'm a guilt-ridden Irish Catholic, I said, how much do I owe you? And I paid him for that experience. <laughs> and then that night, I, ate, I, I was in between two shows, so I, I looked up vegetarian restaurants, and I found this place. I won't name it, um, because it, it would be unfair. It was, it was a, a vegetarian Chinese buffet, and uh, I went, and the woman, it was, it, you didn't scoop your own buffet. It was an a la carte buffet. You circled things on a paper, and the waitress kept saying, I don't think you've eaten enough. I, think, I don't think you've ordered enough. I think you're still going to be very hungry. You should order more. I was like, okay. She's like, yeah, the portions are real small. So I marked off a whole bunch of things. And then my friend, who my, my friend, he's a pro wrestler. He goes by Sami Zayn. He came and met me, and he's from Montreal. And he walks in. He's like, "Why do you have so much fucking food, man?" The whole day it was just me and the whole table. I was like, "You don't understand. They already cleared the soup and salad, and I got dessert coming." She made me order. He's like, "You have twenty pieces of sushi, four fake meat dishes, and two plates of vegetables." What? And he goes, "Oh, you're getting scammed." I didn't know this. Apparently in Montreal, if you don't finish at a buffet, they charge you for what you didn't eat. He's like, they're... And then he tried to get into it with her. And she was like, she's like, I have to charge you four extra dollars. He's like, no, you forced him to order this food. I was like, dude, I don't know. And he, I was like, I don't, we can just let it go, man. And he's like, don't you care about the ideals behind this? Don't you care about the principles? And I was like, I don't know. And then the cook came out and was yelling. And I was like, you know what? It's $4. I'm doing fine. We just got to yeah. sell, like, one more Mack Weldon ad, and we'll be good. I can cover the $4. Let's get out of here. I've, whoever got into two fights in Canada in one day? It's never happened in the history of this nation. Apparently you. Look at that. I bring out the worst in vivo, it turns out. Who knew? Who knew? Looks like we have about six minutes left. Six minutes okay. left. Um, oh, someone wants to know, what inspired you to originally study neurobiology? Um, so actually, when I was during my undergrad, I didn't want to do anything with neurobiology. I was really interested in cancer research. But somehow I ended up in a neurobiology lab, and I worked with, you found rats a bit weird. I've worked with fruit flies. You know, the tiny flies that fly over your bananas? Yeah, I'm familiar. Do you know how dumb I feel <laughs> that you're talking about neurobiology and you're stopping to make sure I know what a fruit fly is? <laughs> the flies that fly over yogurt and bananas? Yeah, I know what a fly is. 
What did you expect me to go? Oh, wait, that's not also, a, that's not a fat mosquito? They're clapping because you just made me throw my glasses four feet across the stage. Oh, that's not good. So you effectively got into neurobiology because you were like, oh, I was studying cancer research, but curing cancer seems too easy for me. No, I just I got interested in the brain. It's, it's, uh, it's amazing the way it works, and still no one knows how it does it, and it still runs the whole body. So, yeah, started studying fruit fly brains. And you really thought I did not know what a fruit fly was. You really did. That laugh, no, you no. did. That laugh, you did. That laugh. It's another, no, I would it's... never say it, but yes, Chris Gethard, I felt the need to make sure you understood what a very common household insect was. Just in case you thought it was just the regular house fly. <laughs> to be fair, I don't quite know the difference. As you say it out loud, I realize they don't quite get what the difference is. Fly is a fly. Some of them look a little green. Some, they're all fruit flies, right? No, fruit flies are the very teeny tiny ones. Not the big green disgusting ones. Wow. You can look it up. Google it. Really, can I? Are you going to explain what Google is now? We have three, oh no, two minutes left. We have two minutes left. Okay. Are there, any, are there any things you were hoping to speak about that we haven't gotten to yet? Uh, no, I think we covered it. I'm going to go ahead. Oh yeah, go for Canada, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. We covered it. Between school, Canada, going back, people trying to set me up. Um, yeah, that's it. I want to go ahead and say right out of the gate, I bet I'm not the only person in this room who was pleasantly surprised to hear some of the things you said about um, all of your aunts and, 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 and all, all the PhDs in your family. I, I think that was, I was, that was cool to hear. So thank you for that. Dispelling some rumors. Still progress to be made. I like that. Yeah. Who... <laughs> Is it standard, just because that is the last thing you brought up, and we only have a minute, is it standard for your family to set you up where you're from? Uh, yes, because it's, it's still a very segregated um, society, so we don't, men and women don't mingle as much. Uh, so the only way you can actually get married, we don't have dating, you just get married. Um, dating happens during engagement period when you get to know the person. But you can't um, totally so back I, out. What's that? It's hard to back out if you're already engaged. No, you can. Well, that's the... <laughs> What's a fruit that's fly? The... <laughs> that, this, well, this topic needs a whole other hour, to be honest. 
We have 30 seconds left. I really sincerely need to thank you. I need to thank everybody who came here. And, and you're so brave for talking about all this stuff in front of all these people. A huge, genuine thank you before the bell goes off. Thank you, everyone. It was, it was great talking to you and hearing I, from you. I hope, uh, I really sincerely wish you the best upon your return. What a huge uh, change, but it'll be so nice to get back to your family. And I think what you're doing is, is so cool and so smart. And I really, I wish you the best. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, everyone. Okay. Caller, thank you for calling. And I know your world is probably been turned upside down. I don't want to make any assumptions, but in the last few weeks, the news so clearly has directly affected you. I really hope and pray that you're doing okay. And, uh, you know, once everything calms down and and sorts out, if you'd like to talk again and and fill us in on the recent developments, I would be so happy to make that happen, hear how you're doing, and uh, see your opinions on all this. Thank you for being so open and so honest. And also, thank you to everybody in that audience who uh, was using the uh, interactive platform during the live show to correct my ignorance. I love it. As a white dude who walks through the world making jokes and has his head up his ass, I learned so much through this community, and I really and truly loved that two or three times in there I got slammed for just talking out of my ass. It feels so good to be pinned to the wall for being ignorant. Live in front of crowd, and I say that so genuinely. It really does. Thank you, everybody who came out. Thank you to JFL Montreal for having us up there. Thank you to Jared O'Connell and Harry Nelson. Thank you to Justin Linville. Thank you to Shellshag for the music. Remember, I got touring dates coming up. ChrisKeth.com is where you can get the tickets. If you want to support the show, go to Apple Podcasts. Rate, review, subscribe. It really helps when you do. See you next time. Next time on Beautiful Anonymous, someone from inside the tech industry answers some of the big questions we all have right now. But I think a lot of people who use Facebook on a regular basis are starting to wonder, is Facebook evil? Is this a thing that turned evil now? We're all addicted to it? Evil is a strong word. I don't think it's evil. I I think that's complicated. I think that's trying to do a lot at one time. I think that whatever platforms come next or things that people use um, have the potential to be evil. That's next time on Beautiful Anonymous.